It is time for another journey deep into the lining of the magical talking hat. Hat wranglers Tony and William reach into the yawning chasm that is the hat and pull forth the questions you have posed. Will they tire of your question quickly? Is your name Azure Talon? Then perhaps they will. But then perhaps not. But that will remain a mystery until we venture into the magical talking hat. I cannot make pancakes. <laughs> I should rephrase. I cannot make good pancakes. Mm. I have been trying for decades. Mm. I have tried various techniques. I have studied up. I have been taught and retaught. Studied up. I have watched videos. Because because that's the thing. Making pancakes is more art than science. And everybody has their things. And I have learned a lot. And I will say my pancakes are less tragic than they were. But they are not good. Um, I recently made some again. And I studied up again. The The box actually had instructions that were like, None of this like dry edges when the bubbles pop thing. This was like a minute and a half on a side, just straight up. And I'm like, All right. So I mean, I played around with that. That that doesn't work. I think that's actually pretty bad advice. But what I think is going on is the key to the process. The the one thing that I have never been able to properly control. And that I think is difficult to control mm. is you need a consistent heated surface, mm. be it a griddle or a pan. And here's why I say this because what happens with me, like I think I pretty much have down like when you flip them and shit, but there is a certain sort of temperature you want. And if you set the burner to that thing, and then the first one, people always say the first one's bad. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not so bad. But the heat increases. And, like, the pan is hotter when you're done doing the next one than before. And then it gets too hot. So I try and turn the heat down. And that kind of works. But then it gets too cold. And that'll fuck up your pancake in different ways. And so that, and that's the problem. But. I'm not sure I have ever had pancakes made in a home or by a non-professional that were on par with any like diner or restaurant pancakes I've ever had. Hmm. What have you? You grew up in this part of the country. I assume people make pancakes all the time hmm. uh, for a hard day of throwing hay around. <laughs> um, uh, had, who made really good pancakes and not because of like nostalgia like, like you saw pancakes today who made pancakes that good not in a restaurant setting <coughs> I 
and but also like not in say a cafeteria setting or if like you go to the I still feel like that's pretty professional yeah i mean like a home or maybe like a charity fundraiser <laughs> i mean i've handled. had i no, but that I've doesn't had... work because like fireman's pancake breakfast they usually do the pancakes pretty good yeah yeah so not maybe not this those is either. the thing maybe you need a griddle maybe it pans are bad for pancakes despite the name I mean, you, you're making a good point there. I mean, because I've also made pancakes in like restaurants and stuff. I've you know, been the person and it's like pretty easy. Like none of the problems I've ever had making them in a pan. I I have on the, on just a exactly. flat And you don't see, of. I haven't worked in those, but I've worked in those restaurants and I've watched them do it. And they're never like, oh, fuck, I burned this pancake. <laughs> right, right. Like that's never a thing. Now, my mom made very consistent pancakes, but I don't think they count because they were so different from the pancakes you get in a restaurant. They were very crisp around the edges, and I, I don't know I, I don't know how she made them like that. I've never had them anywhere else like that, but they were all uniform. They were all the same size. They, they were the same brown hewn none of them burnt and all the same christmas or crisp crispness around the edge but also not exactly like you'd get in a restaurant yeah. so i don't know and most of those things i have down now i'm pretty good at uniform size and thickness mm -hmm. um and i generally like and i will say this i have probably in my lifetime made five sides of pancake that were like you would see in a restaurant. Mm, that's impressive. I don't mean side orders. <laughs> I mean five individual sides of a pancake. <laughs> and I do not think any two have been on the same pancake. <laughs> so <laughs> it hasn't, but I have had, I remember occasions where I have flipped over a pancake and been like, oh my God, that looks like a pancake. But then like, then yeah, the other side would still be fucked. And that's like in my life. And I've made a fair number of pancakes in my life. That's the thing. At this point, I should have 10,000 hours this thing. Mm. I've made a lot of pancakes. Nope. I think we have an electric skillet. I maybe should get it out of the box and see if I can do pancakes that way. You might be onto something there because, you know, like when I've worked the grill at a place, you know, we don't do anything with the temperature. We just do stuff and it, it works the same way every time. You know, if, if, if it's a hamburger, it's going to do the same thing as the next hamburger or the previous one. If it's eggs or whatever you're putting on there, it's going to do exactly the same thing every single time. And, and I never I'll thought about the size, that. The size probably helps some because it can evenly disperse the heat. Probably because as well, in addition to, I'm sure, however, the heating elements. Work. Yeah, the grill that I used was like, you know, three by six, right? It's really big. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I and I pretty much anywhere I if I if I was cooking something over here, or cooking something over here, the same. Um, I mean, I don't know if you got too close to the edges or whatever, if that would make a difference. I, would, I wasn't yeah. that experienced, but. So I, I sometimes dream of having like a commercial grill because 
everything I do in a frying pan. I'm like, it would be so much easier if I just had a grilled surface. And so many things that they you see them do it in videos and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's easier there. Yeah, like even stuff you would do in a walk, you can do on a grill, you know. Lots of you things. Get, it's some teppanyaki shit there, yeah. Yeah. You know, flipping things around. And... I think the way my I mom got her pancakes to do that on the edges was she used a lot of oil. Like it was it was so much oil, it was almost fat frying the yeah, yeah, yeah. pancake. Which is, is what happened. Yeah, I think that's but, what and that's did. one of the steps I because it used to be back in the day, butter in the pan, too low smoke point. You want oil, actual proper oil. And oh. I tried it with the spray stuff. No, I Trish, I think we talked about this before. When I when Trish got me the walk and everything a year or two ago for my birthday, she also got me plastic bottles, like sauce bottles. Mm-hmm. And I put vegetable oil in there because that's specifically that's how you do the walk you can i use that for fucking everything now that bottle of oil is so handy for anything i'm cooking yeah so much better than like trying to tip it out or like the olive oil do you think do you think using a a a proper amount of oil whatever proper means would solve the temperature problem because like the oil would end up being like a pretty standard temperature, right? And it wouldn't really matter that much. Do you think that's a thing? I have no idea. I'm just if asking. Here's what I think. If you had enough oil, it would maintain a consistent, well, it would maintain a uniform temperature for the pancake, which yeah. is the issue. That's what I'm getting You at. would also just be making donuts. Right, right, right. That wouldn't be pancakes anymore. Right, right. That right. being said, would probably be tasty. <laughs> it was tasty. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> I'll just fry up some donuts. Put yeah, some syrup on them. It's great. That is kind of but what it yeah, tasted it's not, like. It's not. That's not the deal. Well, and I think that's part of the thing. Is pancakes exist in a sort of liminal cooking space? Mm. It's sautéing and frying and baking. Sort of like it's mm. a bunch of things in mm. a weird way. Mm. I don't know. That's interesting. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Magical Talking Hat Podcast, the only podcast that got clocked today calling the hostess of a Perkins a breeder. Yeah, that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't even think. That's the term I use. That's the appropriate no. term. It is a wild thing to say to a stranger. She didn't say bothered not, by it. She's like, did you call me? Well, but she did like say, did you call me brother? And I was just like, oh, shit. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, luckily, she jumped on. She's like, I'm, I'm into it. But, and, and of course, and. And. She's a black lady talking about the kids she has. There's some, there's a minefield there. Uh, yeah, of, now that I, now of, that you mentioned of it, of potential implications I could be making, and I really wanted to jump in and be like, I call everybody who has kids breeders. It's not because <laughs> you're like, I didn't because I'm like that's so much worse. But like as soon as I said it, I'm like, there was definitely she a could time... have been offended in a variety of ways, and I would she, not have blamed her. She could have, <laughs> although, although it seems to me that. 
that would have been like there was definitely a time in American history where that would have many times in American history where that probably would have been. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Maybe, I mean, yeah. that's some Reagan era stuff right there. Could have mm, been. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Ugh. but I didn't even think of that. Though. Cool. So, I didn't. I, didn't I did. I definitely did. As uh, soon as she said, did you call me a breeder? I didn't think about it before I said it, which would be a good time to think about those kind of things. <laughs> I, this is an important lesson I have learned through years of therapy. The best time to think about what you say is before you say it. Yeah, yeah, right. Is handy. Uh, didn't do that at all. Um, wouldn't have thought. Wouldn't have thought about it at all if she had not said that. Yeah. Because I didn't even know, when she said it. I was like, did I? Of course I did. Yes. Oh my god. Why did I do that? Um, but I don't get you breeders is a common phrase that I say to people who have had children. Oh yeah, you say it to everybody. Um, all the time. Uh so yeah. Anyway, I'm Tony. And I'm William, and this is episode six hundred seventy-six. And we had pancakes this morning. Mm-hmm. We both had pancakes this morning. Served to us. I by also very nice had people. every other breakfast food they serve. Served to us by very nice people. That person we're talking yes. about seated us. Very nice. Also checked us out. Very nice. And then wished us well on our podcast. Our, the person who waited on us is very nice. Everybody's nice. The person who waited on us is very cool. Yeah, it's a nice. The Perkins is nice. Yeah. It, for those of you who are local, it's the Coralville one. Maybe the only Perkins left in town, right? Um, I think so. Right I mean, I River Landing and all that. Uh, and I mean, William had. I, think... been, I was there not long ago because of medical appointments, and I, in passing, went and had breakfast. But okay. he hasn't been there in years, and they have refurbished the shit out of it. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I thought the pancakes were good. I thought the hash browns were good. Pancakes I mean, you know. So yeah, it was it's nice. tasty. None of none of it was mind blowing, but it's a yeah. Perkins. Yeah, it was tasty. I'm <laughs> I'm happy. Um, I ate way too much. Uh, sorry, my camera's moving. Ezzy's loving on the laptop as she is wont to do. Um, for those of you just joining us, or possibly rejoining us. Yeah. Um that's been that's it is amazing what is going on right now. As I told William earlier today, I don't particularly believe in fate or anything like that, but if I did, the universe is really sending a sign that we have to not stop the podcast. Um because people showed up to start sending emails, uh people who have had to take breaks probably because of holidays or I don't know, breeding, I don't know, uh <laughs> are showing up. Uh the original hard hat number one just came back for the last episode and Steve motherfucking Gerbic, who may not be listening. I don't know. Just checked in to be like, I haven't listened in a few years, but I love that you guys are still doing it. So the, the entire Serbian listener base just recently checked back in to say, what's up? So it's really, it is everything's coming up Millhouse here at the podcast. Um, and we are just, thankful to everybody and grateful and uh i'm glad your eyes are moving because you're pretty frozen and i got worried again for a sec but then i saw your eyes wiggling around um if you are new to this we have a hat that's that's the hook of our pod there's so many cool unique hooks for podcasts or there were (laughs) when we started this one that now are all taken like i'm like oh we could have done this no that already exists we could have done like so many like interesting things we could have done because we were still 
in, I don't know, wave, second wave podcasters, I guess. Um, and there were a lot of things. And nowadays I hear about a new one. Why did I make that sign? I hear about a new one. I'm like, oh, we could have done that. That would have been really cool. But now somebody else is already doing it. And they're successful enough that I'm hearing an advertising. Anyway, we have a hat. That's our deal. The hat is magical in that it has its own email address, themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com. And people, wonderful people, the best people, write into that email address, themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com, with sort of whatever they want. And the hat magically, uh, all on its own, forwards the emails to us. We read them on the air, talk about them till we're bored. That's the show. Sometimes, most mostly not. So, how's Billy Joel's week been? <laughs> I don't know. Well, how's your my week? Been? <clears throat> my week's been good because uh, we had, <clears throat> I've got two new nieces, twin girls. Ident- I saw identical. Tw- I saw the pictures. They is cute. Yeah, identical twin girls. Uh, they were born on the uh, 23rd. Sometimes uh, when it's twins or multiple births in general, they're not as cute because they all got squished together, so they come out a little more like raisiny. But those two is cute. Those two is. I don't. Cute. I don't know if you noticed, but the one on the left, on the little beanie that she was wearing, there was the letter A, and then on the other one was letter B. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. I mean, I I can guess what that's about. Well, they could put their first initial on their heads or or their names, right? They just put A and B. Except because somebody, I mean, was it just a sticker? I don't, uh, they probably no, like, make the, they probably mass, but oh, oh, it was marker or something. <laughs> Lazy. No, it wasn't stitched in. Um, then I'd guess that, yeah, it was stitched, you know, but uh, someone wrote it. Maybe I'll look at it. Maybe I, have, I have heard horror stories. <laughs> like very quickly it goes away, but like just <laughs> after giving birth, like that can be a thing, which makes sense. You've only seen these newborn infants twice or whatever mm. and your your entire lower half of your body has fallen out and some of it has been stuffed back in and some of it has not you can be forgiven for mixing them up but <laughs> no i didn't notice that that's funny um let's see what else uh, we, we've just been playing diablo mostly otherwise so much I'm, diablo and been, i've been working and we've been seems like what were what's the last thing we watched I don't remember now. We're probably going to try. Abby wants to try Constellation, but I don't know if we're going to do that or not. Oh, I think I, I think. No, remind me what that is. Maybe I don't know what that is. It's just, just a sci-fi thing. I don't really know. Just, she's. I don't even know what it's on. Apple, maybe I don't know. But she wants to watch it. Um. I'm trying to think. It seems like there was something we were watching pretty regular that we finished up, but maybe I already talked about all that. But yeah, just working. I'm trying to, and school's been, it's getting near the end of the quarter and that's when a whole bunch of projects are doing stuff. And and then since, <clears throat> since the internship thing has been pretty busy, I don't have a lot of time to like work ahead. So, so, you know, the projects sort of sneak up and stuff. So. That's not yeah. fun, but it, it's not bad. I mean, I'm. It, I just have a few weeks left for this quarter. 
And then the three week break that I usually have, I won't have because I'll still be working and all that time will still count. But you'll have a break from school or school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be nice. And it'd be nice that the, the hours still count. So that yeah. that'll take the pressure off for when the quarter starts. It's like, well, instead of needing like 15 hours a week, I'll only technically need 10. So if I'm getting 15, I'll know for sure I'm going to make all my hours or whatever. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's just a little stressful right now, but it'll be fine. What about you? How was your week? Um, all right. I I know I've talked to you. I don't remember if I talked on the podcast. I, I am temporarily on a once a week therapy thing and that is helping a fair bit. Um, the neighbor's got a dog, which we did not expect. I didn't ever think that was going to happen, but they got a dog now. So we're kind of into that. Uh, Trish especially is into that. But oh. last night when we were over for dinner, I would, the dog in general is a little hesitant around men, especially big men. And I'm cool, whatever. I don't care. But the dog also lives essentially on the little love seat that Trish and I would sit in like after dinner when we go talk. And the first week they worked to like make sure the other furniture was cleared. So we'd have some places that they do not do that this week. And Trish will sit on the floor is a hardwood floor. I will not do that. So I went over the dog being like, okay, sorry. I got to sit next to you. And if that freaks you out and you have to leave, that's fine. But I'm not sitting on the floor. And he didn't leave. And so I just pet him for like an hour and a half. We just hung out. It was pretty nice. Yeah, that's cool. He was pretty he was pretty cool with me. <clears throat> and 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 the dad was a little surprised because he's smaller than I am. He's like, he's not cool like that with me. I just I that's my vibe. When I go to the cat cafe, a cat finds me and just lays on me. And I stroke them occasionally. I, I think I'm I'm incredibly unthreatening to animals. Because they can see I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's they can like like there's no intimidation. They're like I could definitely kill that man. Like, <laughs> no problem. If he get uppity, I could definitely take him out. Which is the same thing. Children before the age of one aren't scared of me because they're too dumb to be scared of anything. From about one to three, they get scared of me because I'm big and bleh. and then about age three, they're like, oh no, I could definitely beat him in a fight. And then they stop being scared of it. It's the same sort of deal. I see. So that's nice. Um, what kind of dog is playing... it? It's a lab something mix. It's a black dog. Um, lab. Oh, lab Rottweiler mix. Oh. Um, that sounds interesting. Rescue from the shelter. Apparently, some dude came in and was like, I found these three strays and I'm going to keep this one, but here have these ones. And it was all very like, yeah sure you found them whatever but hmm. um yeah he's, he seems pretty good he's, he's a very timid <clears throat> dog at this point um <clears throat> and i have theories as to what might be going on there but whatever um he's coming along he, he seems to get along with him okay so that's good good um i've been playing a shit ton of red dead redemption 2 um and a fair bit of graveyard keeper which is like a stardew valley type game except you're keeping a graveyard um and i would highly recommend it to people who like that kind of game it's very fun um and pretty cheap and and must have been somewhat successful because it's had like 
three or four different DLCs. So, but that has been weirdly sucking me in. As the British say, it's very Moorish, which I used to think was a very racist term because it sounds like it, right? You're like, oh, it's Moorish referring to black people in Spain, Muslims and all that. No, no, no. It's not that kind of more. It's more as in give me some more. And part of the reason is when it initially, when I initially heard the term, it was in British comedic things that would refer to certain illicit drugs as Moorish. And to Hmm. me, that was like a, is that is that like you're supposed to say it's very Mideastern or what? Like, uh, and so for a long time I was like, Ooh, I don't like yeah. that. But then I found out, no, it's just, it means it makes you want more. Like you say that about food a lot, like snacking things. You're like, Oh, it's very Moorish. I've had some and I want some more. That kind of, and that's kind of how it is with cemetery people. But, um, <clears throat> nothing much going on with TV. I mean, we're watching a little stuff, but mostly we're just sort of finishing out what we uh, I did. Watch, we watched a few movies, only uh, a couple of which I think I want to talk about. I'll put them on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two I want to talk about. Um, one is called Self-Reliance. Hmm. It is on Hulu. It is quite short. It's an hour and 25 minutes, I believe. Um, The premise is... It's a comedy. I will start there. It's a comedy. Um, The premise is... A guy basically gets involved in an underground dark web competition. Where he has to survive 30 days. He's a hunted and then there are hunters. Hmm all throughout the world and if he can avoid being killed for 30 days he wins a million dollars and the one main rule is is so that nobody else know there are no innocent bystanders or anything the hunters aren't allowed to kill you when you're not alone um so as long as somebody is with you you can't be attacked or whatever and he sees that as a loophole that he could maybe win, and that's why he gets involved. Anyway, so that's the premise. Things you should know about it. Um, it is directed by and starring Jake Johnson, who's becoming a fair comedic name nowadays, but who really got became a breakout hit uh, being Jake on New Girl. Um, but like he does the voice of Peter Parker uh, in the Spider-Verse movies. Um, mm. He shows up in a lot of comedies and does a lot of voice acting. I am a fan. But he wrote, this is his directorial debut and he's the star. It also has Anna Kendrick in it. Uh, it has a lot of, it has Andy Samberg is in it. And it has a lot of like comedians that I know, like stand-ups and things from other things. Um. It is produced, it has like several production companies, but one of the producing companies is The Lonely Island, which is the comedic musical group of Andy Samberg and two other guys that you haven't heard of, except that they're part of The Lonely Island. And they've done a lot of viral music videos for a long time. Anytime there was a music thing on SNL, it was them. Um, 
So anyway, it's a movie by them. It's I don't I don't know. I I don't have much of an opinion about it because I'm not sure what the fuck happened. <laughs> like okay. it it's very it on a certain level, it's very much uh one of those what's real, what's not kind of things. Hmm. It's also very clearly heavily metaphorical. But it's also a like really goofy, silly comedy. Like real goofy slapstick and, and silly stuff in there. Hmm. <clears throat> and I don't feel like those work to in general I would say I probably did not enjoy the experience okay yeah. I will say this and this is a pretty unambiguous one I said it's an hour and 25 minutes it felt way the hell long oh wow way longer um, I don't want to fault anybody's performances they were great and it did have some funny bits. I laughed in places. I'm mostly just very confused by it. I'm only bringing it up because I'm hoping somebody else out there. Apparently, if you look at reviews, it's actually pretty high critic reviews. But mm. in general, it seems to be a very Marmite kind of thing. Like people are either like, this movie is awesome or like, this movie is garbage. <laughs> and I think I get that. But I'm in the middle where I'm like, I can't tell. It probably is one of those. But I'm not <laughs> sure which. Could it not figure out what it wanted to be kind of thing? Or need to pick I'm a lane? I'm not sure. I couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. Oh, I'm okay. not sure. Um, It felt very confident in having. A, I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's very weird. And I'm talking about this because. I am hoping somebody else who's listening has seen it or will see it right. and tell me, tell me your feelings and your thoughts. I apologize if the mic is picking up. One of the kitties is doing litter police right behind us right now. He's cleaning up. So I apologize for that. Um, so yeah, self-reliance. If you've seen it or if you see it, go to the blog, the magical talking hat.com and tell me what, what is it? <laughs> Don't know. But in like the exact opposite of everything I just said, last night, not last night, Wednesday night, I'm used to us recording on Thursday. Wednesday night, I believe, or recent, maybe this week, I don't know. Recently, we watched a movie called Retirement Plan. Retirement Plan. Hmm. Yes. I've never heard of it. It's a Nick Cage film. Which is becoming our thing now. Like late in his <laughs> life and late in our life. We're like, apparently we're Nick Cage fans. Not because we think he's good, but because he can't not be entertaining. Like I can't not enjoy the experience, even if he's terrible. Um, so yeah, retirement plan is... Uh-oh, we froze up a little bit here. Retirement plan is not really a good movie, but it was very entertaining. 
And I think they have stumbled upon a formula that hmm. everybody should be using. Oh, okay. And I don't know the history of how this movie was made, but this is how I imagine this movie was made. So, you don't got a lot of budget. So you got to be, you got to, you got to, you got to spend in the right places. Okay. First so of all, we're, we're starting with low budget that we have to start yes. there. I, I mean, I assume the, the way the movie is, it definitely didn't cost a ton. Okay. It's not that I don't even think I had a theatrical. <clears> well, you're talking about a formula. So I, I presume the formula has some pre preconditions and that. Well, no, maybe? if you have more budget, you could probably just make a good movie. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> This okay. is how to make a successful movie without so much money. Yeah. Okay. Um, and without doing lowest common denominator, cheap tricks or whatever. Anyway, you start with an action movie script. Ideally, the most generic, we've all already okay. seen it, action <laughs> movie script. You could buy, you. there's probably ones that have been sitting in readers slush piles since the 90s that you could easily just stick cell phones into and you'd be fine. Or you could chat um, GPT it or something. Per, yeah. Or just remember any, like, because it's just, uh, he's retired, but shit comes to his door for, because they go after his family and now he's unretired. And it turns out he secretly was an ass kicker back in the day. And we just didn't know. And now he's an ass kicker. And there's lots of people betraying each other. There's a MacGuffin and it, super doesn't matter what the MacGuffin is like it's very much just a MacGuffin and and we have fight scenes and we run away fight scenes run away up oh, betrayal fight scenes run away big reveal that doesn't matter fight scene like you we've all seen this movie all they, seen it. they are being they are being made all the time all the eight thousand of them are made every year every and other than year. Bruce Willis being in some of them because he wanted to make as much money as he could they are all incredibly forgettable. <laughs> um, so you start with that. That costs you five bucks or less. Or less. Now, here's where the bulk of your money is going to go. It is not going to go for, for the sake. It is not going to go on cinematography. It is not going to go for locations. It is not going to go for production values in general. I mean, get a good video camera sort of thing, but like, whatever. The bulk of your money is in getting solid, big, uh, a small handful of solid B-grade character actors. And for the sake of this, because of the nature of him being in everything, Nick Cage counts. Not in that he is a B-grade actor, but he can be bought for the price of okay. a B-grade character actor and will be in a B-grade movie. No problem. Christopher Walken also gets, they are better than this, but they frequently aren't better than this. So you need a small handful. doesn't need to be everybody, but you need three or four. In this case, Nick Cage, Ernie Hudson, uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who most people know as Rorschach from Watchmen or Freddy Krueger in the reboot of Friday the 13th, but who has been around for goddamn ever, apparently started out as a bad news bear. Like hmm. as a kid, he was yeah. one of them. Um, him and uh Guillermo del Toro's best friend, Ron Perlman. Ron, oh, Perlman. Ron Perlman. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so that's where 90% of your budget goes is to those four guys. Um, now the part that takes a little bit of skill is you got to get a kid. The kid won't cost money because the kid will never have acted, but you need a kid. Hmm. And you need to make sure that the people they have the most scenes with, there's chemistry there, you know, that they're funny together. They're good together. And that is a hard thing to do, but it is not a financial thing. You just got to put in the legwork. You got to put your actor in a room and just bring in kids and have them talk and see who they, they jive with. How old for the kid? Well, in this case, I'm going to say 12, 13. Actually, I think it specifies either 12 or 13. I think it's mm. like she says I'm 13 and she's like, well, I will be 13 in a few days or whatever. So around that age, um, she was marvelous. But you can buy a cheap, good acting kid easy if they've never acted. I'm sure after this, she'll come in much more. Money. But and then another part that you either have to spend a little cash or have some skill. Is you need decent fight scenes, so you need a little fight choreographer. Decent. They don't have to be amazing, but they have to be decent. And somebody has to come in and punch up maybe 20% of the dialogue to make it proper funny. Not all, again, not all of it. In the same way that you just need those four guys and the rest of your actors don't matter. Like they can be idiots or whatever. The same way, if like 20% of your dialogue is legitimately funny, the rest of it can be the most generic, schlocky, stolen from every 90s action movie thing in the world. And when you put all of this together, you don't have a good movie, but you have an entertaining movie that I would pay money to watch. Now, I say successful. I don't know how successful. I don't think this is necessarily making a lot of money, but it's probably beating its budget. It should be. It was fun. Um, so yeah, I would recommend. Good movie. So it's we like watched a, it on something free. It might also be on Hulu. I don't know. But. I mean, what it's your description sounded like you were talking about a casserole that you can just throw together at last minute. It's not going to be a great supper, but someone coming over by and they're surprising you, it'll be. A I had fun. Ta tasty supper. <laughs> I wasn't confused. I really wasn't confused. Although I will say they put enough twists in, but by the end I was kind of impressed. I don't know that they needed that many twists, but by the end I was like, so this person was working for this person. This whole person was also working for this person, but they didn't know because they were working for that person enough that I was like, huh? Like you didn't need it, but like, I'm sure it was just sort of to kill time, but I was like, huh. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. I laughed. I entertained. It was also like less than two hours and it didn't feel too long. Um, we, we, the, the, the female non-kid lead was really annoying and I do feel like she was written poorly. But you had the other pieces in. So every once in a while I was like, God, why is she like that? And it really, it's sad because she's the female lead and they made her really terrible. But she's not evolved enough for it to matter that much. Uh, it's just a fun time. And honestly, I don't want to spoil too much. The highlight is not Nick Cage. 
Mm. The highlight is, well, for starters, it, the setup makes it look like Nick Cage is the one who's going to hang out with the kid most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they have okay scenes. That's not who hangs out with the kid. Mm. Uh, and I don't want to spoil things. But the one who hangs out with the kid most has great chemistry with the kid and absolutely steals the movie. Um, uh, so that was fun. Uh, and it was really fun. Jackie Earl Haley is essentially the villain. And it's re- I'm only used to him in those couple of things. Rorschach and, and Freddy Krueger like this or whatever. It's really fun to see him doing something different. And he does a real good job. Um, yeah, so that's the formula. So make your movies and credit me and the special thanks or us. I did it on the podcast, so the podcast technically owns that the rights to that TM, TM, TM. Um, I have to pay William 10 bucks. Uh, 10 bucks. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Um, give us an email. Oh, you want me to give you an email? <laughs> Thought you were asking the audience to give you more you emails. You need to listen. All right, what am I doing here? Exactly. Uh, what am I doing here? Watch my butt move. Okay. <laughs> um, this is from Azure Talent. All right. The subject line says double dipping. I don't like it when he says it. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. <clears throat> Hosting entities. You know, uh, his, yes. his his greetings are always so accurate. Yes. Like, he's great for accuracy when it comes to addressing us in whatever way that is. That's his, that's so his he, one that's his one. That's the one thing he's got in the pro column of life. <laughs> okay. I hope it translates to other podcasts as well. It would be sad if the, his one like positive quality is he's really good at addressing us in this podcast specific. Like he still sucks if he writes to Happy Jacks or whatever. He's like, um, Happy yeah, guys. Like he can't even do that. Like just just one his purpose on earth. And 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 let's not get it twisted. It is the his emails are dog shit. Mm, but this one's it's long. just the intros that he nails. So <laughs> I hope that unbelievably limited skill, which is the only one he possesses, translates to more podcasts than just us, or it would be that much extra sad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he says. I have a double question for you. Oh, so he's asking two questions. Here we go. About dipping. Yeah, apparently. Generally, I'm not too fond of the way my writing sounds in emails. Us neither. <laughs> I mean, this has been 13 years. Oh, right? I think it's you've been really... a while since I've trashed Azure Talent. This feels good. <laughs> like knots in my back are loosening. Oh. <laughs> I don't have a problem with your emails, Azure Talent. Uh, let's see. I have been meaning to contribute to Happy Jacks, speaking of, with a few ideas, but I figured I would double dip and give you my ideas 
for give you my ideas for them and you can both critique my question answer it make fun of me and judge if it's a worthwhile email to pass on <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> i i hold on it. i love on. no no this is what we were put here for <laughs> right here so so before i submit my question to an actual podcast yes I'm let gonna... me humiliate my front myself <laughs> in front of six people tops it's like vaudeville where you you go to all the rinky dink cheap theaters to test your material so that you can yes. go on to the better one later yes we this we are his laundromat at 2 a.m on a thursday to try out his new material and i am happy to be i am happy to be that one drunk heckler in the laundromat who's really just there to wash his clothes and is for some reason also very drunk to just rip it bring it give it to me mama one come on we we know why they're drunk because they're in a laundromat anyway uh bonus topic oh so he addresses this himself bonus topic is that insulting to have to workshop my thoughts for other podcasts or i mean is it heartening that i trust you enough to see my authentic garbage email no it's not heartening it is um, to me i love it i love it um because because it is it is it is drive through fast food for my evil black heart like you are just you are just giving me you're like i don't care that much here take it and rip it to shreds like like a dog with a new squeaky toy who can't handle the squeak and has to get the squeaker out of my wife's dog if you gave him a squeaky toy he would tear it apart until he could unsqueak it oh and then it would be so like that's what i'm gonna do to this <laughs> email um and and i love that like i don't have to feel guilty because this he brought it to me for that and I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it so in the same way that i think your emails are the worst that william thinks they're fine william this makes him very feel very bad. I this is my lifeblood. I wouldn't say it makes me so, feel very bad, but it's not. We'll, I wouldn't call we'll, it heartening we'll either. I wouldn't call it heartening. See if you can make William feel worse in the next one. <laughs> All right, here All we right, go. Come on, give us, give me my meat. My my daughter is now. Why are you exploiting your daughter to send us emails? I mean, come on. My daughter is currently in her own D and D group. DM'd by a friend of mine for his son and his friends from school. Okay. I, I don't cool. know why I immediately read that as like, she's literally like in a, by herself in a one person D and D group. I know oh. that's obviously not what that meant. But no, that's just what no. I pictured. She's just there. Like, <clears throat> DM. Okay. Roll the dice. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So his friend is doing it for his son and other Kids from school, which includes Azure Talon's daughter is what I'm getting. All right. Uh, my daughter is the odd one out as she's from a different school. Uh, is one grade older than the group and is the only girl. Well, that's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's quite a few differences there. I I trust my friend and his son and the other boys seem to be good kids. But we've had one weird incident. I mean, really? Just one? I mean, I'd, I'd expect to hear about a weird incident pretty much every single week there. But anyway, where a kid they know from school 
was at the game store and focused on my daughter leaving the store to see focus. Sorry. It does say focus, but focused on my daughter leaving the store to see his hoverboard. What? Am I reading this wrong? But we've had one weird incident where a kid they know from school was at the game store and focused on my daughter leaving the store to see his hoverboard. All right. The, the, what, what is it's uh, not a greatly put together sentence, but what I'm going to assume is they were gaming at the gaming store. The entire yeah. group was there. Yeah. And this kid was specifically wanting her to go outside and see his house. Oh, oh, like, hey, come, why don't you, like, not everybody, yeah. just her. Oh, okay. Oh, that is weird. I mean, mm. in a creepy, in a creepy way. <clears throat> I'd call it more creepy than weird. In this mm. case, she had my friend there to tell the kid no. Oh, no one was interested and to leave them alone to their game. And the game had moved from a public venue to the player's home. But in the greater scheme of things, any tips on how I can prepare her moving forward being a gamer girl and the weirdness that geeky boys will eventually subject her to? And he signs it, old man, Azure Talon, concerned father and veteran gamer. This is just one question, though. Did he put the other one in an, another email, right? That's probably what he did. I mean, I think the bonus was asking us how we feel about him testing out <laughs> things here. And we've addressed um, that thoroughly. So, so, okay. So what I want to say, first of all, is, um, is that William is sorry. He didn't mean to single her out, but he was really proud of his hoverboard. Shut up. This, like <clears throat> this question, and this doesn't reflect on Azure Talon, really. I'm just saying this question seems like, like if I was watching a show and in the show they were having very stereotypical stereotypical portrayals of of uh role-playing gamers and there was a plot around that and the plot involved a a weird uh, a role-playing gamer kid being weird with a female gamer i would think wow that what a stereotype that's awful <laughs> that they're doing that in this show but but here azure talent's like actually asking about this very thing mm -hmm. Um, so it, it, it feels odd to me because it's like, oh, so this is like, this is a thing. Like if even today oh, yeah. in 2024, <clears throat> if you're a, if you're a, a young woman who plays, uh, role-playing games, you might have to deal with young men who play role-playing games who are, um, I guess creepy or for lack of a better term. It's, so that's a thing. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's always been a thing, and uh, like, I I have witnessed this many times, and in my younger days, I often was that creepy guy. So, um, I I was terrible at that age. Mm. Um, it's, so I there's might a not there's, have stood out because there were a lot of us, but I was I was absolutely one of those. So there's still a strong correlation, you think, between young men who like to to play role-playing games and young men who are awkward with uh people they're interested or just the opposite sex in general or whatever well here that this brings me to my main point here hmm. sadly as 
I think this has a lot less to do with anything to do with gaming than just how teenagers are. Mm. I think in general, if your daughter is someplace where somebody of, of a certain disposition recognizes her and she's like the only girl, they're going to give her weird, undue, creepy attention. Mm, mm, um, yeah. I will say there is more of it when being brought into what, again, certain demographics of young male population considered to be male-dominated areas. So it happens if you're playing role-playing games. It also happens if you're heavily involved in like a film club or if you're heavily involved in a sport that is co-ed, or if you are a big video game player or things like that, you're gonna run into this. Uh, I guess if you're into cars, that's probably another one. Um, there, I, I don't know how much the stereotype of tabletop role-playing gamers being socially awkward continues to hold uh there definitely still are a lot of them but it is inherently a social interaction and i do think we are finally a shedding a light on the fact that there are plenty of women who do uh tabletop role-playing game video gaming things like that and there are still groups of men who are still surprised and therefore sort of exoticize it and fetishize it in weird ways. And I don't think those are avoidable at this point. But I think we're at a point where we shed a light more that there are women doing this, which in turn also makes some women more comfortable to attempt it themselves. So I definitely think progress is being made. But these stereotypes persist in certain groups. Um and you're going to get this kind of behavior. Uh, all you can really do is uh, tell her the facts and and whatever sort of safety tips. So, so first of all, you're like, this is probably going to happen. It's nothing to do with you. <laughs> it's nothing about how you behave. You're a girl in a place they don't think they're there normally is a girl so either for some of them it's either we got to kick her out or it's so sexy that she's here or variations on that but sure sure. those themes um you don't have to do anything any of them request or anything like that you can stand your ground on any of this and don't be safe rather than worry about being you know making a scene or whatever and by and large don't be in potential situations like that without someone you trust male or female somebody there mm-hmm. um also it sucks and again nothing to do with you not your fault not something deserved not something you should have to deal with it's there's some fundamental social issues here that are bad, but it will happen and and you can get around it. That's that is one thing I really like about like tabletop gaming and stuff. If somebody's got a living room, 
You don't have to. Or online. There, there are ways to game that would be harder than, say, playing a game of football. Uh, not in like a public park or something like that. Uh, there are ways that you can take a private. And if you need to do that, you need to do that. If it's bad enough at a particular shop, go to the owners and be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, do something about this bullshit. <clears throat> so, and if the me, owners are like, what are you talking about, sweet cheeks? Then that's not the gaming shop for you. Yeah. <clears throat> so let me ask you a question. Cultural oh. question. All right. Because I... I'm as many gamers as any as many gamers as I've known and things I don't I don't pretend to know everything about the particular subculture of you know role playing gamers in general tabletop gamers in general or more more specifically um you know I've I've been to game store playing role playing games and stuff but not so often that I have an experience from it being a kid or anything like that mm-hmm. so 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 here's a question I have. I don't know the answer to. Um, so if you're a if you're a young man and um, you and are and you're and you're playing at a uh, at a, a a game shop and your personal experience, maybe you've been doing this for a few years now, is there's almost never girls there, and one day there is, <clears throat> and. Um, you know, let's say for the sake of argument, you are, uh, you are, uh, you know, you like girls, <laughs> you would like to date girls, what have you. <clears throat> and you're not feeling like, uh, it, it's not a sexual thing. It's just a, oh, here is a girl who's interested in something I'm interested in. Maybe this, it would be nice to become friends with this person, you know, uh, is it is it just bad form in general in a situation like that for uh, a, a a young man or or even the young woman to show interest in like for for dating things to happen in that situation is that like bad form or can it happen and when can it happen what are, are there rules I mean because it makes sense to me that that it, a, a young male role player who's heterosexual or whatever might be interested in a female player and not sexual at first, just like, Oh, you know, let's get a coffee or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, it seems like that would make sense that that would be a perfectly innocent thing, at least at first to happen. But is it like, Hey, that's not cool. Don't do that. This is not, that's not the place for that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know what the rules are. All right. Well, first of all, neither do I. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I thought there were rules. I don't know that I have ever actually gamed in a gaming store. I guess I've played board games in a gaming store. But in general, that was not something I did. Mm. Um, We still got impressed. The only girl we ever gamed with in primary and secondary school was the older sister of one of my gaming group. And she was an absolute monster and bullied all of us. But we still kept her around because she was a girl. Um, and she was older than us. So we were also all scared of her, but, um, but I have witnessed these kind of interactions. You also see it at cons sometimes. And it's very much the, if you're a person who thinks these are my interests and people of the opposite sex, if I'm, if you're a heterosexual person, aren't interested in these kind of things in general, 
So it's hard to find somebody. Oh, look, there's a girl who is awesome. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're like, I'm going to marry them. And often I don't think it's conscious. You're not going to ask them out or anything, but you're just like really focused on them and giving them a lot of attention and you don't notice, but they notice. Mm. Um, But I would, Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, you want to hang out later or whatever. I think the rules apply. I I think the rules in that situation are exactly the same as basically every other social situation. Okay. I cannot think of too many friend hangout public space things where you might meet a woman and like you should ask them out that day. (laughs) Um, Unless it's, it's a place for that. You know, <clears throat> yeah, like a yeah. Well, I mean, well, certain kinds of bars or whatever. But yeah, yeah, if you're going to somebody's game day or whatever, be it at somebody's house or at a park or whatever, yeah, no, like don't do that. Yeah, because yeah. because and here's the thing, you're asking them out because you're like, oh my god, it's a girl who likes the things I like, and those are so rare. Catch them while they're hot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in reality, what I what the woman wants, I'm gonna tell you here because I know this stuff is hi, I'm a person. Yeah, we happen to have a common interest, and that's cool, and we can interact on that level. But at this point, you know zero about me other than that. So it's wild that you want to ask me out. Like Mm -hmm. it's you didn't ask any of the other guys that showed up. So because I'm one that eventually you might want to fuck, you're going to ask me without knowing anything. That's that's the thing. Is it if if two new people show up to a gaming group, and you're a straight boy. And this one's a dude. And this one's a girl. And you ask the girl if she wants to go get coffee. The only difference here is you might want to fuck this one. Yeah, because I mean, you know exactly the same thing about them and you have the old, same single thing in common and it should be fine to be like dude you want to hang out later because you want to make friends but you don't yeah. <laughs> you, you don't ask her. <laughs> so all right so now so you're if saying it, if that... it wouldn't be weird if they weren't your preferred sexual orientation gender yeah, yeah then yeah. it's probably fine behavior yeah, yeah, yeah. If it would be weird or you wouldn't do it in that circumstance, mm. it's probably not fine behavior until you've reached a point that you know each other well enough that you're like, I know what kind of person they are and I think I am interested in them. So, but that's and and the more I say this, the more this is just rules for fucking life. Sure, sure. But so, but also I hear and again, what I you're am an saying, expert on what women want. So, I, I hear what you're what. What you're saying sounds like good advice. I mean, we're the question is what's the good advice for the girl of this situation? It sounds like the boys could use some good advice. <laughs> and that that sounds like pretty good advice. I mean, there's a huge power dynamic issue. Mm, yeah. And it gets complicated. And and hear me out on this one because this sounds like a weird trope that it's not. What if the hoverboard dude was somebody that Azure Talon's daughter thought was really attractive? like and would like that attention Mm. what if the dude wasn't that weird but like he he was gross looking 
Like that can be a thing. And also what she wants is very hard. Like the, the situation and, and the social dynamics are stacked such that the situation as a whole kind of doesn't care what she wants. And that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in general, I would say treat people like people. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it is her prerogative. So if the hoverboard guy is like, Hey, want to come see my hoverboard? And she's into that. Cool. I mean, again, just for safety. I mean, it's the front of a bill. I don't know. It's probably fine, but yeah. If you want to go, if you if you're into it, fine. If you're not into it, say no, thank you, and then just stick with that. But I mean, again, I think I personally, again, with my so much experience of having been a teenage woman in the 2020s, <laughs> um, <laughs> think it is very much about being aware that a lot of what is going on is not about you, and you've done nothing wrong in this situation to elicit this. And then sticking with what's comfortable for you and what you feel safe with. And outside of that, the only rules are the same ones humans should always have of like, be polite, respect boundaries, you know, communicate clearly, all that kind of thing. Well, and understand the other person's situation because I had a lot of female friends. I could easily see myself in a situation just like that, being that guy and asking the girl because I'm not, girls are more interesting just in general. I, mean, I don't have any ulterior motive. I, I'm not planning to date this person. It's like, oh, you know, this, I just, I just had a lot of female friends that I'd never thought of in that way. We were just friends. So I know that even young men, boys can be friends with women and and even prefer that. But I also figured out very early on that it's like, well, they don't know me. <laughs> and a lot of the boys I know aren't like that. So I need to take that into account. And even if even if I'm really not interested in this guy's opinion about my hoverboard, invite him along too, just so she's more comfortable and whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. another that's another thing because I mean I, I do think sometimes young boys can they're just they're just interested in being friends with a girl. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. But it is, it's going to be weird and you need to understand that and try not to weird this person out before you have a chance to show them that you just want to be friends. And, but be aware of that. It's not wanting to be friends with Jolene. It's fine. Wanting to be friends with a girl not as fun. Right. Sure. I mean, but it's, it's like, again, you know, I didn't think of it like that when I was a kid, I didn't think that I prefer to have, be friends with women. I just, I just preferred to be friends with people who had certain interests and certain whatever. Yes. And then that they were disproportionately represented by and women. I mean, I had plenty of male friends who had those okay. interests too. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is fine. But that's what I'm saying. If, if the deciding factor is whether or not they're a girl, yeah, right, right, right. You right. probably need to reevaluate. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Um, or at least step back. From yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's right. Uh, but also, the big one to tell your daughter is teenage boys are idiots and monsters and 
their brains are shut off temporarily. Their penises are running everything. And just keep yourself, no, again, not about you. And keep yourself uh, comfortable and safe. And I know William would say, not all boys. Hashtag not all boys. Um, well, but I, William don't know from humans and hashtag yes, all teenage girls. So, I think, I think uh, if Azure Talent, if you have, if you or any of your friends have an opportunity to educate the boys on what's appropriate and proper, that's, I think some of the things we've talked about can help in that area too. Um, also, as much as it pains me, pains me, pains me to say this. Um, and I will make myself feel better by prefacing it with this needs a major rewrite and maybe have like your wife look at it to make sure it makes sense because we got confused the way it was written. I think this is a great question for Happy Jacks. I absolutely oh. would submit this to Happy Jacks. Okay, cool. Good. I, I haven't listened in years, but knowing the people that were involved in everything and knowing how much this is an issue in the gaming space, I think this is huge. And a lot of them now are gamers who were gamers when they were young, who are now gamers who are parents. I think this will be great for them. I think they will have spectacular answers. In fact, I would love it if you would report back on the blog or whatever and tell us what yeah. they said because I think it's very interesting. Yeah, um, that would but be yeah, I could use a rewrite for clarity's sake. I know you go a lot for the humor, which for yeah. us is great because we love a good joke and our whole podcast is meaningless. For them, this is a pretty serious issue. I would work to make sure you are understood in the email. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's a great question for them. I hate it. It make my butthole clenches up complimenting you like that. But I do think this is a really, a really good one. So, all right, grown up William has shit to do. Uh, so we got to get going. Um, we're over time anyway. Um, please write us more emails. Yes, I'm going to talk about so many movies and video games and shit. Although. I am self-editing these days. I saw a movie that I have things to say, um, complicated things, and ultimately I don't think it's worth it for people. It's an old movie and whatever. Um, so I am getting better at this. And this is the part I like more, is answering the emails. And I know William likes it more because William likes as little input from me as possible. So... <laughs> Um, and believe me, the feeling is mutual. Um, but unlike William, I have the weapon of just talking over him. Uh, so please write us the magical talking hat at gmail.com with whatever kind of crap you want. If you want to test out emails on us before you send them to real podcasts, uh, go for that. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, we're just a couple of weeks from our 13th anniversary. Yeah, not very far away. Yeah, all right. And also go to the blog, magicaltalkinghat.com. A lot of old faces popping up there lately. Uh, and we can have further conversations about this kind of stuff there. And that's great. So do that. Um, also, just as a funny joke, uh, do some YouTube things. Like and subscribe. And <sighs> Are those it? I don't know. Right. Write your congressman. The right. notification bell, so you oh, can. God, the the dumb. Oh, I'm the just bell. saying that's that's a thing now. No, oh. it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just cracks me up because when that came out, cracked was still big, and Daniel O'Brien hated that bell, but was like required to mention it. <laughs>
So he would always be like, hit that big stupid bell to let us know, to let you know when we make a video. It's every Thursday, so you don't need the bell. But uh, <laughs> like he was very transparent about how dumb he thought that was. And he's not wrong. It's dumb. But the algorithm likes it. So help yeah. us help the algorithm so that uh, when the machines take over. Um, I think this joke is being written by autocorrect suggestions. We all can be part of. Sorry, I just remembered that I, I basically found the Wild West version of the Heaven's Gate cult in Red Dead Redemption the other day. So it's very much distracting me. Um. Anyway, keep listening and write in and do, you know, it's a podcast. Do podcasting. Yet another mystery solved by the hosts of the Magical Talking Hat. Do you have a question that begs to be answered? Then please write the hat at themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com. That's themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com. Also, visit the hat at themagicaltalkinghat.com. The music for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. <laughs>